0: I want to know what it is Quick
1: is trying to say.
0: And welcome everybody to the Ford Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva, along with my co-host, the amazing. It's your boy Danny J. Quick in the building.
1: Um man, let's let's get into it, man. We got marvel Wynn here. I know you're supposed to introduce the host, but sometimes, you know, I just like to do my own thing, uh, Kyron.
0: I, I get you, but we do have some, some things we got to get to before we do that. Um, so first thing we got to do is we got to get some news out there. Some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with the bad news here and I'll, I'll I'll bring it up here. So as you guys know, there was some news that came out this week and, um, that involves Danny and and everything. And I got to say, I'm very surprised about what's happening, and I'm shocked at at the results that came out of all this. Um, but based off of our Twitter poll, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song beat the X-Men theme song, which I'm blown away at that. I mean, That's it wasn't song. even close at this point. It was 63% <laughs> to 36%. I'm So, uh, I to tell you, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like the Teenage Mutant song. I mean, that's an, that's an iconic song, but come on, the X Men theme song was. The X Men theme is just an instrumental,
1: though. Like, it's not even a song. It's, it's a not problem. even really a song. It's just an instrumental. It's a great instrumental,
0: but. And that, that's still a song, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, technically. I mean,
0: orchestras have been doing that for decades and centuries. Why can't a, a, a cartoon series be known for that? It's
2: just. I mean, that's, that's Star Wars uh, songs don't have any lyrics in
1: it. There you go absolutely true but i wouldn't put them up against teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, i don't want right,
0: all, right, all, right. so, <laughs> all right so this is what we're going to do since the ninja turtles won i'm going to put out another poll um, and hopefully this will get us some better results and I, i'll give the results for our next podcast and the, the poll is going to be who is your favorite ninja turtle out of the four and if you don't vote Leonardo, you can please stop listening to this podcast. I'm
1: yes. just Leonardo's the most boring ninja. Get... Stop it, Kyron. Every week I find something. I thought we were cool. Like, I thought me and you were kindred spirits. And here I am finding out that we don't have anything in common. <laughs> Ridiculous. What are you, a Raphael fan?
0: Donatello. Okay. Okay. Donatello's Don- Don- my second. Donatello's my second. Angela. Okay. All right. Michael and- yeah. Say, come on now. All right. All right. Fine. All right, fine. Well, then, since we got that out of the way, why don't you go ahead and introduce our our, our guest here before he gets tired of our BS and leaves the show? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing
1: the illustrious, the accomplished, the magnificent Marvin Wynn from Second Sight Publishing. He is the creator of uh, the Edge comic series that I uh, really love, and I'm glad that we were able to get you in this week, and uh, thanks for yeah. coming.
0: Oh, also, I forgot the meteorologist we we found out too.
1: Oh yeah, also he's a, an accomplished meteorologist. He I,
2: I professionally measure the air every morning. <laughs> thanks for thanks he for coming. Oh, appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's been a while. I mean, it took some time, but I mean, I'm here. I'm
0: here. Own, it's only like our fifth episode. I don't know what, what you wanted from us. It's been a while. Come on. So man.
2: episode one, man. Episode one. Final oh, okay. minutes. The Phantom. <laughs> I don't I'm know
0: if there. you want to be that episode. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. That's, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be famous. Uh Fun I mean, fact: Five is like *Empire Strikes Back*. You know, that's one of the better ones. So, <laughs> fun fact about
1: about Marvin: um, I didn't know you were black until almost a year ago. Um,
0: I, I mean, I t- don't, I don't
2: advertise or anything. Like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, it's not in my, it's not in my marketing packet to say that this guy's black. Like, I don't put it in of like Marvin Win and put instead of putting pronouns, I put black.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had been talking to you online for probably I want to say 2 years, man, like off and on, you know. I think we were both at short fuse for a little while together at the same time. And um I don't know what it was that I saw, but I was like, "Oh, this 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 guy is black." I didn't even know. Like I was reading your books. I was uh, you know, sharing your stuff, sharing your posts, and uh then just one day I realized, "Oh, Marvin's black. Marvin's black." Guy. I think it was when you put up that uh that that uh, chibi figure uh, yeah. that was i think it was of you and i was like bro how did i not realize this all this
0: time well the point the reason why is because marvin is professional he only posts about his book like if you look he doesn't post anything else except for what's going on with his comic the edge legit i can understand why you didn't know
2: yeah yeah Maybe i mean i don't i don't i don't really get like into personal stuff on social media for obvious reasons because I mean, it's, it's a minefield sometimes, and you start sharing stuff about your personal life and things like that, and people start digging, and then we don't want people digging.
1: Yeah, and then, and then they start finding stuff like the yeah. sex tape that I found. Yeah, about
2: yeah. My, my, my fifth career. That's my fifth, my fifth job. I'm like uh, the um, Jamaicans from uh, Living Color. <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> He's got two, He's only two got jobs. Two He's <laughs> only got two jobs.
1: I got seven job men. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> see now I know now I see if we would have had this conversation before I would have known way back then that you were black because there's <laughs> <laughs> only black people know that that. Uh, <laughs> that Come skip, on, no, Jim, that, Carrey,
2: Jim Carrey was <laughs> on living color.
1: Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's the goat, and I and I like that he. You know, always <laughs> thanks the Wayans for for his his success. Oh man. yeah,
2: that's great, man. Man, he he professes his on whole love and loyalty to those guys for for launching his career, and that's that's it's amazing. It's great.
1: Yeah, my um the funny my all time favorite comic, comedy is to this day Liar Liar. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's every time I watch it, I just my, me and my daughters just yeah. watched it. Probably a couple of weeks ago, and they laughed through the whole movie. Still, like a lot of that stuff is really inappropriate. Like, yeah. but you know, it's in it's in good spirits when when you see Jim Carrey do it. So let's get into this uh this comic book stuff, man. I think I've read um from the Edge. I want to say the first uh, the Revenant trade, the um volume one. How many books do you have out total for for um for the Edge?
2: So let's 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 hit the wayback machine back to uh-huh. March of last year. So March of last year, uh, we were getting ready to release issue ten. We were doing a release party at New Dimension Comics. It's the um, like the largest uh, comic store in Pittsburgh. So we've got a chain of about six or seven stores, and I think five of the seven carry carry the book. Um, so we were getting ready to do this release party. I had food at the release coming at the release party. We had food, we had drinks, we had the media, we had podcasts coming, we had all this thing set up. I I had 350 or so RSVPs um, coming. I had prints of all 1 to 10 books ready to get to the store and then COVID. Mm. So Mm. um, I was hoping that everything would go off unhitched and it didn't. So uh, I got a call from the general manager of the store saying that we can't do the, we can't do the release party because of COVID. We can't have anyone in the store. They, they pretty much went to nobody in the store. They started doing mail order and um, mm. a curbside. So I'm sitting there. I've got a, an issue, a brand new issue, number 10, and there's no way I can move it. Um, people were, started, were starting losing their, uh, their jobs. were closing down. They were losing their jobs. I figure nobody's going to be able to buy this book. And it, it's, it would be kind of shady for me to even pitch it uh, for being on sale with what's going on. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what's, what's my next step? I don't know what's going to happen. Even though the uh, plan C uh, thing popped up, it still wouldn't allow me to do a full release. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, this might be it. This might be it for the edge. I might I might just quit because I mean who long who knows how long this COVID thing's gonna last and who knows what, what's in tell for uh comics itself like we, we were in a in a position where it was almost doom and gloom diamond was was shutting down Marvel and DC were going pencils down and you had no idea what the future was going to be so I end up talking to Spike Jarrell the submissions editor at um, second sight and he was telling me that oh we're gonna we're going to uh, move slow. We're going to go to Diamond, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to do um, direct releases and things like that. So I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, let's let's see what, what, what happens with this. So I had was sitting on a brand new version of issue one that we had did uh, 2000, like near the end of 2019. We uh, Mark and I said, let's redo issue one. Um, wow. And we were going to release a brand new trade with issue one in it. So they were like, okay, we can relaunch with your brand new issue one. No one's ever seen it. So it'll be a a leg up. So we were originally launching in November when they got word that um, uh, they got accepted into Diamond. So then uh, fast forward to March, uh, we were originally supposed to release uh, the beginning of March. And then we got delayed to the middle of March and then we got delayed to the end of March. So as you know, as me as going back to that issue 10, I'm doing a lot of swearing and <laughs> people probably heard me when I went to the store and the book wasn't there and I started swearing in the store and they are like, Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? What's wrong with you? I'm like, man, the book's not here. What are you talking about? So people probably heard me in other States wearing and things like that because it was so loud, but mm-hmm. I mean, we launched on March 24th. The launch went, um, really good. Uh, we sold out at diamond in middle of April. So nice. right now we're in reorder mode and we're in, uh, to our third print and we're also going to do a print uh specifically for only released through me and through conventions like we did with the triple cover which blew up uh recently <laughs> and and it's funny that it blew up right at we had our first con in since 2019 December 2019 uh last weekend Three Rivers Con that's hosted by New Dimension oh. and I was posting pictures and I it because I've been doing a lot of marketing on YouTube with, the, with a, a bunch of uh, YouTube guys and things have started to expand so far that people started picking up the, the, these things that they didn't notice it before. because I had talked about this back in November of last year, the, the, the triple covers. And now that they're mostly gone and they're only available in three places now, the other places are sold out. Everybody wants it now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we're not reprinting those. I mean, I had, I've had i had these books since November
0: mm-hmm. and
2: only a few people asked about them. But now that it, everything is, is is going and blowing up and we're doing third print, a fourth print, uh, we're probably going to do another run with a different issue with a double cover, but we're, we're not going to revisit this triple cover and we're not doing a triple cover ever again. Nope. No,
1: yeah, I, I like that. I like the the um the the idea of it with the having the three heroes, you know, on the three separate covers. It it was visually appealing, and then you know you got your collectors who who would you know always love to have stuff like that. So, right.
2: well, we want <clears> to make we want to try to make uh, Mark and I decided we wanted to make it something special and not mm-hmm. potentially keep pulling that 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 cord again. So if we do another one, maybe we'll do it stacked instead of three going
1: uh horizontally maybe we'll go diagonally gotcha
2: okay off the bottom or something like something different we don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again because it doesn't make it unique and then it doesn't have that that value to people where everyone's clamoring for it and they're going to probably be fighting it like yeah i don't know if you've heard that um target no longer sells pokemon or or baseball or football cards because people have been fighting in the store maybe yeah. people are fighting in the store over the edge we'll see and it's not to record it though, because then it has to be like on a i'll, I'll make a TV show of it, uh, like Bum Fights, where you can brawl in the store trying to get a copy of the edge.
1: Hey, that that'll be good. That's good marketing right there, though. I'm like hey, man, I what's, fights. What is, what's going on here? Um, so t- let's go back and tell us about the comic. I know me and uh <laughs> me and Kyron have read it, but for any yes. new listeners or or anybody who's looking for a new comic, tell us what. The edge is exactly
2: so the edge is a drug that grants special abilities um, in a variety of ways so someone could get a the ability to duplicate themselves or create energy shields or fire energy from their hands or or their orifices not saying the ass but orifices of some kind that. Um, But the more they use the power, the more it drains them of energy. And the the next step is either you're going to become a husk or you're going to explode or you're going to die. So there's varying degrees of finality for for this edge because it's, it's, it's not something that the body can use or contain. It's something that's overpowering them as they go. So our first issue introduces us to the character Revenant, who has this information and has the edge in his body. So he decides he's going to go rogue with this information. He may not share it freely or he may not share it because someone may pay him. But what could happen is someone could capture him, uh, drain his blood, and then find the secrets out. So uh, his former handler with the government, uh, Tartable, forms a strike team to take him out. Um, the one thing that we really want to do in this book is not tell you who the villain is or who the good guy is. We want you to decide that on your own. We are want to play in those gray areas where someone may do something heroic in one issue, but one may do something dastardly in the next issue because you're you're fighting a, a battle that you can't win.
0: Now, your book, at least to me, has a very 90s feel, very image comics, um, specifically Wildcats, Cyberforce, things like that. Is it safe to say that those are huge influences on where the edge came from?
2: Right. So those were the books when I was originally envisioning The Edge. Those are the books I was reading. The X-Men from the 90s, the like I said, Wildcat Stormwatch, things like that. G.I. Joe was a very uh, powerful influence on that. And, and somewhat to the detriment of the book when I originally started writing it back in the 90s. I mean, I took a long break away from it for about 10 years before I even revisited it. When I felt like that I could actually write a story that, benefited from my experiences and the things that I was seeing that didn't involve other books.
0: And with, with you saying that, that is a big influence. How, let me try to rephrase this. Um, how much of the story and specifically how many of the characters have changed since your initial thought of these books?
2: I, I would say a lot. I, I would think that um, everyone will probably notice that uh, Blaine is a is my rifter. And I thought that in the beginning of the book, it was way too close to what they were doing in that book. You had, I, I, I pushed myself on those, like you if you remember the book Team Seven, where it was Grifter and it was Backlash and it was Link and all these guys. And they, and they had that, that connection between each other, that thread. And I had that between, originally between Blaine and Revenant, where it was, they had that serious connection from the past. And they, they still have that connection, but it's not rooted in their past. And people keep saying, I see there's something there between these guys. And mm-hmm. I and I say that, yeah, it's there's, it's something there, but it's not what it originally was. It's it's a connection where they may have passed each other in the hall one time and just sneered at each other and said, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that guy. And it's just that growing animosity over the years where are like, Yeah, I want that guy dead. Yeah, I it, would, it, it doesn't I have a don't. lot to do with them being on a team before in the past.
1: I was um uh, when I was reading it, I was getting that um that vibe from them kind of like a a Captain America uh winter soldier mm-hmm. kind of vibe or or, or uh <laughs> or um what's the my hero academia dude uh, Bakugo and uh, Midoriya kind of <laughs> vibe from them. Yes. Um and I was like these two I can tell like they had I want to say two fights in in that first uh volume where they came head to head. Um but I think my favorite character is, uh, is Mystic. Mystic is, is, is my guy. Uh, and I, he seems like a pretty good guy. You know, he's kind of more the leader, you know, out in the field, he's out there barking orders at people. Hey, you do this, you do that. And uh, you know, he seems like a straight up good guy. So hopefully you don't turn him into a villain. You know, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean,
2: it, it's not, it's not just the, just the villain. It's that, it's that area you want to play in where, you, you, think about, you think about them as human beings and a human being is going to do whatever they need to do to survive. And sometimes you have to do things that you aren't very kosher, even to yourself and things you don't want people to know that you did in your past to, to achieve the things that you, that you had to achieve. So I won't say that he'll become a villain. We're going to test him and we're going to put him on a block and, and tell him to stand there for an hour. Like in um, the movie with um, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, where they had to stand on that block. For, for the gonna, life? Yeah, yeah, life. you are one of those situations where you're like, all right, stand here, don't move, and then we'll see how you deal with
0: it. You won't eat that cornbread? <laughs> eat no cornbread. He get my cornbread clot. Now that you've mentioned that that um, Lane is like Grifter from Team 7, now I'm like, is Reverend Deathblow?
2: uh revenant could be i mean it i mean i i like the one thing that we that we want to do with this with this book is not reveal an origin until it's necessary for the story so we want to bounce that origin into the into the current storyline like if, if you remember from the beginning of issue two when we dive a little bit into bolt and it that his his trauma and, his, and things happened to him in his past lead right into the situation that he's in in the present so, so that's rules right hmm
1: that was that was the icy rose right yes icy
2: rose ahead yeah
1: okay yeah see yeah, uh, I, remember, yeah. I remember i remember I here with you. <laughs>
2: here with you. so we're, we're we're going to hold off on that and we're act. we actually were we were started working on a blaine one sh- i mean blaine, a uh revenant one shot we were going to dive into the, the mind of the madman and shine a little light on his past and the things that he went through uh as he was becoming active with the edge and we want to like i said we want to try not to describe these characters as good or bad because they're they're people and Mm -hmm. people can you can run that gamut of you could have someone who could be a serial killer that's the nicest guy in the world to everyone else
1: yeah um i agree with you there and i think that makes the um i think that makes the characters you know more relatable and it and it makes for a better drama in the stories i remember um a few months ago there was this movie that came out called project power right Mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw it but it made me think of the edge because i was like yo this is exactly i know us as indie creators you know sometimes we'll have ideas and we'll be putting out stories but we can't put out as many books a year as you know a large studio would be able to or a company like netflix so when you see something like that, does it, uh, does it validate you as a, as a creator that your idea is a good idea and that you can see it going more places? Or are you more like, yo, they, you know, they stole my idea. Now I got to, <laughs> you know,
0: retool it. <laughs> go with, Fox for stealing my idea. You know,
2: <laughs> I, I, I think in those situations it's, it's better for you to stay your course. And I, and I, and I will point directly at um, uh, Kevin Feige and the way he he did the MCU where you, you came out with uh, your Iron Man and your Captain America and your Thor, and they didn't make billions of dollars then. And they decided, well, we're just going to stay our course and do, do what, we, what we think is right. And then you hit billion dollars over and over and over again, because you decided that this is our story and this is the story we're going to tell. And we're not going to let anything outside of it, influence it or change it or make me feel like that I'm not doing the right thing because we're not racking up the uh, box office, and you just say that this is my story and this is how I'm going to tell it. And whether if other things pop up or, or we feel like that someone aped our idea. I mean, like you said, that that's, that's validation that it's, it's, it's a good story. And mm-hmm. that I mean, there's only so many stories you can tell. What, was, what is it Disney said? It was like there's six stories that you can tell. Right. And it's about the variations in those stories that are different. So while they may have something very similar to that, it's not going to go the same way that mine's is going to go because it's my idea and they can't proud of my brain to get at it
1: not yet they, they can't do it yet but they're working on a technology
2: but, but to uh, also answer that question there was a movie called the signal that was very similar to a novel i was writing that i had to scrap so it happened it, yeah. it yeah. was it was way too close so i was like yeah no okay i'm done
1: <laughs> i've you had know. it happen too man so i don't don't feel bad <laughs>
2: It happens. I mean, like you said, like I said, the, the this, Disney has the cornerstone on the on the six ideas that you can write in a story, and sometimes they just follow that same path, and it's it's weird like that.
0: I know Eric Larson has said that before that, there, almost all the original ideas they're all gone. It's your take of that, your variation of that, makes it more mm-hmm. unique than anything. Um, so, um, but going back to your your series. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up his name, so I'm not going to say it. But Mark V, <laughs> as he's shown, um, he's been the artist for the entire series. How much input do you give him or is he allowed at this point with the book?
2: Uh, so, yeah, so we've, we've gone to calling him Mark Louis now because um, when we were doing credits for the new book, Mark V didn't resonate with things he's done in the past. So we had to kind of do a mashup of his name to, to get it where when you click on his name, all his credits come up and not just this credit for the edge. So he has, um, a hundred and, and a hundred and million percent of my trust on anything he does. Right. So, um, and like I can say that we are coming up on working on 18, 19 issues of the book. And there was only one change that I asked him to make. And that was Blaine's hair um and if you know originally in the, in the first issue he had the shoulder length hair that we had i had to get rid of it i did not like it i hated the long hair on, on the character go, go cut your hair man <laughs> so in, in the first issue we sat i was like how do we get him off, off of that hair so we just burn it off <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, in, the, in the in the issue one when the building explodes you know, we we want to we burn his hair off and then he comes back with the anime the anime point and i'm like that's oh,
1: wild yeah, that I, I, I noticed <laughs> i noticed his hair changed but i didn't yeah. know that that's why that's why it happened like i think it's cool that you wrote it into the story like that that's that's
2: dope uh, we, we and later in the issue we're going we, we explain the anime point and how all the other characters look messed in their hair whenever they're in, in battle and everything except for him <laughs> so we have to explain it we can't just leave that hanging out they're like why is this guy's hair always on on that point it never gets must or anything while, while he's in these battles with the other guys and everyone else does. So yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: That's that superhero. We'll put that guy.
2: into the book. We'll put like, a, like at the end of one of the issues, like a um, end credit scene or something like that.
1: I love it. I love it. So um, I wanted to ask, I, and first of all, I don't know why, but I was always um thinking that it was Mark five. I thought I didn't, I wasn't thinking Mark V. I was thinking Mark five, I guess. Iron Man is stuck in my brain <laughs> I never, His last name
0: is just so many different letters. I yeah. just can't pronounce
2: it. Dude. Yeah, it's 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 Vukinky yeah. Cat is how you pronounce. I'm
0: it. not gonna be able to say that even if you say yeah. like 15 <laughs> times. I'm not gonna say I, that.
2: I keep I keep trying to I try to get him to come on these podcasts with me so he can he can uh, <laughs> sound it out for everyone. Yeah, but I mean he's he he doesn't want to do it. He's uh, he says he's camera shy. So eventually I'll talk him into it. And he'll get on here and we'll make him say it like 10 times in a row. When we can be on hearing. right
0: now. I mean we can invite him. You can just do audio if you want. Yeah. <laughs> we can
2: make it happen. <laughs> we make it yeah. happen. No. yeah, we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So he doesn't he doesn't want to do the video or the audio. So I mean, I have to talk him to I have to get him pumped up to, to do it.
0: No video, no audio. Does he want to do text the chat? I mean we... <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, he, he said that if if any if he, if we do another one of these, like if you want to ask him some questions, if you want to email him questions, he'll he'll answer the questions and then I'll read them all
0: next time you guys are on we'll have to make sure we get him on too okay
2: yeah we're, we're the crit- battle i've been fighting for 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 10 years so, almost <laughs> ten years, so yeah we'll, we'll get to it
0: well since you mentioned the 10 year i mean next year is the 10 year anniversary of the first printing of the edge mm-hmm. do you have any special plans to celebrate that because most indie creators can't even get to two years but you're up there 10 years talking like about you're on your 19th issue coming up or something yeah. like that i mean. What do you have planned for that milestone? Uh,
2: we're, we're going to do so. We, we originally were planning to do the source book for Three Rivers last year when it got canceled. So the source book is going to be our kind of celebration of of just making it <laughs> this far and in, into into this adventure and and just hoping that we can go issue one hundred, issue two hundred, and just continue to have fun with with the community and things like that. So we're going to make we're where I'm trying my best out a way how to get the source book people for free so what we'll probably do is send packs to stores and then tell the stores hey uh whoever is your loyal edge customers just hand it to them when they come into the store we did this uh we did a small print run of that and then dropped it off at uh it's called, it's kind of the attic is one of the other stores here and so we were able to do that then uh what like sometime in 2019 but we're going to try to do on a bigger scale this year maybe Maybe we'll look up with Buy Indie Comics Day or, or something. I think that's in August. So maybe we'll do that again, too. All
0: right. Well, if you want to give some to uh, Empire's Comics here in Sacramento, that's my favorite store. Uh, they do oh, yeah, have we, your
2: ben, ben is the man. So we, yes. we are we are hooked up with Ben.
0: Actually, I don't think if uh, if I had never met Ben, I don't think I'd be making comics because he gave me so much input. Because he, he actually makes comics. I don't know if you knew yes. that, Marvin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's actually been making comics for about – 15 years now
2: yeah so we're we're hoping to plan to get out to um that area california next year to do some signings and hopefully some shows out there so uh empire comics Wall is is on our list so because i not only do i have to do a signing there, i have to get some hot sauce
0: yeah oh his hot sauce okay he really he literally does have a wall full of different hot sauces that when you walk in it's it's right there rows and
2: rows and i'd be like are you black because that's way too much hot sauce. <laughs> it's got to be like on uh was it undercover was it undercover brother yeah <laughs> he had the hot sauce squirting out of his wrist
0: and, it, oh, and you see him he's like a six three six five something like that just lanky white guy and I'm like yeah. all right man whatever <laughs> he, he he plays hip-hop in this store i'm like all right yeah
2: I gotta all right, here, get,
0: i'm gonna give you my black card because you're more black than i <laughs> at this point
2: <laughs> it's on the list so i mean we're, next year, we went, I'm going to make the runs because we've got, like, people are asking, like, stores are like, hey, can you come out? Can you come out? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's got to happen eventually. So, yeah, I'll, I'll make my way out there. There's a lot of things I have to take care of because I can't fly long distance because my ears don't pop. So I have to talk to my doctor about why, what's going on with my ears, because it would have to be four stops to go to California. On a plane. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think, I would have jet lag for days, so <laughs> yeah well that that that's four or five days so I, I looked it up i was like mm, that's not gonna work
1: <laughs> wow that's ridiculous
2: yeah and they, the bus is for the four days so i'm like oh no <laughs> that's
1: a whole trip in itself just yeah. just. Yeah. just yeah. The and,
2: and, 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 and then you, and, and i mean the worst thing is is figuring out i need to wash
0: <laughs> right we're gonna take a shower yeah <laughs> well i mean you're around convict people so they're used to not washing sometimes
2: so. <laughs> i have to bring wet naps to wash it with in the bathroom in the, in the uh on the greyhound
1: <laughs> hilarious um so i i talked about who my favorite character was but I'm, I'm i'm curious to know i would assume that your star character is is blaine you know i think he's probably the most prominent character but who who would you say you know um from the edge series resonates most with the people or who's your most Who's the most popular character?
2: I mean, I, I'm 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 really ashamed to say this, but Revenant is becoming the most popular
0: character. I can see that. I can you know, see that. that. Everybody but, likes uh, the bad guy. The, yeah, I, don't, I don't
2: know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because, like, I'm going. I'm going to like tear him off the page because because of this probably because i don't want him i don't want people to like him he's a jerk why you like him
1: he is a jerk he is a jerk but he's got a cool power to du- yeah. can duplicate that's <laughs> that's a cool power and then he's you know yeah he's he's straight up with people so you know
2: i uh, think
0: people probably resonate with that
2: yeah people have told me that they have a new appreciation for multiple man because of reference <laughs> <laughs> i
0: don't know why people don't like multiple man that dude's got some skills all right Go back and read the X Factor where he's with uh, Scott Lobdell. Scott knows Scott knows how to write him.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's because he didn't get a lot of play in the main X Men book. Yeah. Be, uh, you had when they were on um, Muir Island and they had the Muir Island team. He got a little bit of play, but for the most part, he's and then been, they left him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> was he was never part of the X Men proper. So, yeah. and I and I think it's because. Uh, most writers don't know, wouldn't know how to use him properly in in that kind of setting where, all right, this guy is a one-man team. Do we need anyone anyone else to go out?
0: Yeah. If you go back and uh, read X-Factor with Scott Lobdell and Peter David, their run, it's like a couple years worth of books, but they defined multiple man and Quicksilver and Strong Guy. Like they really were able to highlight those characters and not make them just stupid side C characters. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, you gave him death, you gave him personality, you gave him emotion, and you gave him trauma. So that's and and that, and that's that's where where we what we do with Revenant early on is that we give him trauma, and we don't say what it is, and we try to let it flow out how how he was treated uh, in the past when he when they found out what his abilities were and they wanted to take advantage of him, and you you start to think that. Man, maybe he was right to get away from them. But then when he's out in the field and he starts doing nefarious things, you're like, wait a minute, this guy, good guy a good guy. guy. He's a bad guy.
0: Though. Yeah,
2: is he? I don't know. We don't know. It's 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 questionable. There's a question mark over his head.
0: He's like Recky yeah. Ralph. It's okay yeah. to be bad. He's really not bad, you know.
2: He's not a bad guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so I that's mean,
0: hilarious.
2: not and that's where you want to go. And um, like I said, that I think for me, I really love the Trinity. So I, I say Mystic, Blaine, and Interim are my, are my Trinity. And they're the ones oh, okay. that get a lot of the, the focus. But we, get, we give the characters a lot, a lot of their due. And if, if there's someone who's in the background, there's a reason they're in the background. Because we, we, we want them to bust out on their own after a while as we explore their personality and not just say that they're just, they're just this power or they can do this skill. We want them to be full, fully fledged people that you can care about and concern when, there's some, when something happens to them.
0: Now, since you've been making comics with the edge for so long, I, I've noticed that you have moved from different publishing companies or publishing companies. Is there, like you went from Shattered, I think you went to um, views, so you've been, you're now a Second site. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at a publishing company, is there anything that you're looking for specifically?
2: Uh, I'm looking for a way for us to grow. And I I think that that's why our road is so hobbled. And I'm hoping that we don't have to move, move, move anywhere else from second sight, because that's where that growth is at, where we can reach the entire world with the book. Being able to sell online is is a blessing, but you're going to reach saturation. With that, because it's really hard to grow beyond your your circle of people you know who are going to purchase your book, and there, in the way that social media works is that it's all built around algorithms. It's all built around likes and looks and um, shares. So, if you mm-hmm. have a circle of a hundred people who are continuously buying your book, that circle of a hundred doesn't grow unless every one of them are sharing the book and, and their friends are sharing it and then their friends are sharing it. So it, it's hard to grow um, using social media. So you've, you've got to be on Facebook. You've got to be on Twitter. You've got to be on Instagram. And you've got to be sharing with a whole entire spectrum of people just to reach maybe a thousand with being in diamond. You're able to at least uh, reach every comic store in existence. And then it's up to you to communicate to those stores that your book exists and that when they're thumbing through Diamond, they don't skip past that page that your book is on. So what I ended up doing was I contacted over a thousand stores with issue one. Uh, That's phone phone calls and emails. And a bunch of them thanked me for contacting them, saying that, oh, yeah, I would have skipped right past it if you wouldn't have contacted me. So I went directly to that page to make sure that I. And I wrote wrote a check mark in there to make sure that we we ordered that book. A lot of them said, "Oh, we already heard. People have already been asking us." Um, and it, it just grows from there. And then this 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 time for issue two, I contacted two thousand stores. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to reach every store in the world that is English speaking and some that aren't. So I, I, and I think that that's where it lies. That is that you have to be able to grow your circle. So from issue one, you have to go to issue two. And it has to grow. Everything has to, and it's the thing that we go do in the book is escalation. You have to escalate because you have to be able to reach people that don't even know that you exist. And you hear a lot, even at the cons that people coming up to me and, and, and here in Pittsburgh, oh, I didn't know people were doing this in Pittsburgh. Like, well, that's that's kind of our fault that, that people don't know because we're not able to fully engross those people who don't know about these things that don't don't follow people who or who know these things
0: that's called hustling people you gotta hustle to get these books out there because yes. if you don't put the work in you don't put that leg work in nobody's gonna want to buy your book
2: yeah or, or they won't even know it exists or someone could want it and not know that they even something even like like this exists. exists. they're like marvel dc marvel dc marvel dc marvel dc all day long they don't know that there's an ace blade or there's everybody a- knows
0: about ace blade <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because they don't run in those circles. And, and as creators, we have to be able to find a way uh and possibly do it without spending any money to capture the imagination of people who aren't on Facebook, aren't on Twitter, aren't on Instagram. How do you do that without without being able to communicate to a to a store? Then I mean, if you have to go out and do real marketing, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars to like. Will you billboards or things you can do now yep. uh, advertising in movie theaters but what is what are you what are your gains you have to have gains on that kind of stuff before you sink thousands of dollars in and if, it, if there's no guarantees then you're just throwing money away
1: yeah even with even with social media like the um the ads that you can buy on social media if you don't know how to do them then you just just send sending sending another company some money it's just right. throwing money in the trash right so yeah it's it's really a hustle like Kyron said you got to hustle and you got to and that's why I think cons are. I'm glad cons are coming back because that's one place you already know. If somebody's in this building, they care about comics at least. Yeah, so
2: yeah.
1: if I can interact with these people, if I can interact with enough of them, then get them to buy the books. If they read them and they like them, then they'll tell their friends and it'll continue to grow.
2: Right. Um, right. So that's that's what we end up getting. In a lot of these shows is people not only first day, but the second day where they're like they bring their buddy over. and say, hey, I was just talking to these guys yesterday. It was it was it was, it was kind of fun and exciting that there was a guy um, that's been trying to track me down for four years at conventions. We always miss each other. Yeah. And he finally got to meet me. and He's like, oh, man, I've been trying to find you for four years. I really appreciate these books. And it was so, it was so much fun <laughs> to meet this guy for the, for, for, for the first time ever. And there's another guy out there um, that's been we've been missing each other at con, missing, like, missing each other at comic stores when we when we go to comic stores and things like that. And eventually we'll meet and it'll be a good time. And and that's what I look for, that that interaction and that engagement with someone who is just so excited to meet someone like like me. I'm nobody. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm not this big. I'm not McFarlane or, or any of these other guys like and it's just so fun to meet someone who just feels like I'm the the greatest person in the world and i'm just 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 this guy just doing just doing this thing it's
1: fun man i i agree with you i can't wait to to meet kyron in person even though i talk him talk to him all the time you know he's one of my biggest heroes like he doesn't know but i look up this guy
0: man like well when you meet me you might i have to probably look up to you because i'm pretty short oh well <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, but that's what I'm looking for is 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 getting the cons with you guys also, and and meeting you guys that we talk to all the time, and we never get to see people in person. Mm-hmm. And this 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 year, next year, I'm just running the, the gauntlet on whatever cons that I can get in, get to and get invited to. That you know, we're doing terrific con, we're doing New York again, we're doing stores in Ohio. I'm hoping to get down to Florida this year um next year i'm trying to get to utah and california and chicago and baltimore and, and just do as many shows as i can because there's there's still people out there that don't know the book exists so i got right. it i got it i got to get in these in these other people's heads and things like that they're like oh i didn't know this book because this is like you do now you do now go on and buy oh. it and read it <laughs>
0: when you make oh. your way to california and you do the empire's comics fall i'll be the first one in line because uh, i want to meet you uh, you, you and i that. have talked a lot over the years through social media so this would be a great opportunity for me to finally meet you when that does happen. And I'm excited for that. Um, what we're going to do right now, though, is we're going to do Danny's quick take, where Danny's going to go through a series of questions that are not necessarily related to your comic, but they're related more to you okay, and things that you might like. Um, we're going to do it sort of game show style. So you're going to hear a time clock, and you have 45 seconds to answer whatever question Danny throws at you. And they're going to be weird, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they are going to be weird all right are you ready yes all right so
1: some of these are related to your comics Mm -hmm. because like you said you don't put a lot of stuff online but i dug i dug deep for some of these and i think you'll enjoy them okay so the first one is i've seen that you have the uh the mystic you know Mm minifigure what are your plans for your upcoming figures and um how many have you done in the past
2: uh so the Mystic one was the first one and we were we were planning on doing a line of those statues and then the um the the company that made them decided they only want to do license figures. But mm-hmm. I had a very good conversation yesterday with a uh, action figure manufacturer and we are getting ready to go into production on action figures. Awesome. Awesome. All right.
1: Uh quick take number two. This is a this is a one gotta go. I know you're a gamer. I can see your game system back there in the background.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I know you play games, but here's some old school games, and you tell me which one's gotta go and why. Okay? Yeah. Contra, double dragon, the Simpsons, or Metal Slug.
2: Uh, I'm probably gonna lose the Simpsons on that one. Um I played that or if we're talking about the arcade game. I hated that game in the in the arcades. Because of Homer's inability to have reach when he was fighting, because he uses his fists, and Marge being the best character, because she could have reach with her uh, vacuum cleaner. And since so you brought up Contra, Here, here's, here's a fun fact. I actually almost pitched a Contra comic book to Konami back in uh, 2010-ish, and it dried up because it was the most difficult, hardest thing I've ever done in my life.
1: hmm uh Contra's clutch back in the day that was that's it's still a good game man it's yeah. still a good game I, uh, my my son played it recently and he's like yo this the the
2: mechanics still work and it's still fun to play so so okay. you were talking about uh songs without lyrics that music is some of the greatest theme music ever and there's no lyrics to it
1: true absolutely
0: absolutely all right
1: again, Quick
2: three. song
0: without lyrics you remember that Songs Damn, without lyrics. I mean, the poll. The poll
1: was pretty clear, though. The poll was pretty clear.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, all right,
1: number three. I didn't like Red Dead Redemption because it was too slow for me. Did you finish Red Dead Redemption, or did you quit like I
2: did? The the first one or the second one? The first one. I I, I love Red Dead Redemption because it it boiled it boiled the story down. Uh, differently than grand theft auto did i th- I, thought, I think Granth- i thought grand theft auto was the ultimate ridiculous simulator because even now so not only not only am i a criminal mastermind i now have a submarine i have flying cars i own a a doomsday device and things just got out of hand with that. i read the redemption kept it kept it subtle and it, it made it so much fun in that vein it's still that subtle game that grand theft auto will never be
1: Awesome. Okay, um, quick take number four. How
2: are those dollar store steaks? They're terrible. So it's not steak. It's hamburger. It, it's it's a hamburger. It's it's, a, it's hamburger formed into a, into steak. It's what? not. It's not, a, it's not. It's not. a cut of meat. It's not a cut of meat at all. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's burger. It is. It's burger.
0: Are we sure it comes <laughs> from a cow?
2: Well, I, I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was hamburger. I said it was burger. <laughs>
1: Oh it's, man, it's like
2: it's like that scene in Demolition Man. You see any cows around here?
1: <laughs> exactly, right? This it's not made out of cow. I was like, if they
2: they selling a steak at dollar store, oh, they man. That, me something. has got to be something else. Way back in the day when I posted that, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, does. I don't, I don't know what it is. I I can't say it's steak. I I, I bought it just to see what it was, and it's it's awful. It's gristle. I'll say it. Well, fine. at
1: least it didn't kill you cuz uh, I w- I wouldn't trust <laughs> No, it. it
2: made me stronger, man.
1: I-, I I've eaten food all over the world. I've been to Iraq and Germany and and uh South America and I've I've eaten some of everything, but I wouldn't eat a dollar store steak. Uh- <laughs> 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 all right. So last but not least, I want you to look at this symbol. If you can see it. Yes. I want you to describe it to people and tell us exactly what it is.
2: So that is uh It was originally called The Symbol of the Seven. And we are still trying to come up with a new name of it because of um, the seven from the voice. So we can't call the thing the seven anymore. So it symbolizes something landing on something else. And it's something that is really going to be prevalent throughout the series. You see it appears on Mystic Swords in the first issue when the terrorist rips open his shirt. he He has it tattooed on his chest. It's going to appear in various locations, and this is say that that is not the only symbol that is going to be uh, appearing in the so world. We're all about symbols and and meanings of those things and how they, they display. Ooh, man, I got the buzz on that
0: one. That was the only one, too. Every other one, he was like, good with time. That was the only one you got buzzed on. <laughs>
2: there's, there's a lot going on with those symbols, man. There's a lot going on.
1: That's awesome. You know, I'm all about my spoilers, so I had to get that.
0: I had to ask. <laughs> well, that was uh, Danny's Quick Takes brought to you by Dollar
2: Tree Beef. You <laughs> <laughs> cannot confirm or deny that it's beef.
0: <laughs> Dollar Tree Mystery Meat.
2: Right? Mystery, mystery Meat.
0: <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. And now we go right back to the show
2: i don't know i don't know you guys should go buy one and just just nope. it out. No, I'm not <laughs> and then you'll have to figure out why it's rubbery
0: <laughs> i'm not gonna try that my wife has my wife and my kid actually has very bad stomachs like very weak stomachs so they can't handle anything weird i don't need my toilets blown up any more than they already are so all right.
1: <laughs> that's that uh that's that power that he was talking about earlier that uh orifices those fiery orifices uh, comes out, huh? <laughs> that's how it comes out. That's the edge. Maybe that's the edge.
2: Maybe that's the edge, maybe those that's dollars. Where the edge comes from. You get the edge from through. those dollar store. Uh, <laughs> see, all right,
0: right. See, listeners, we got you behind the scenes information there. The edge comes from Dollar Tree Mystery Meat. <laughs> Go buy it
2: now. <laughs> Go buy it now. See what your it's power a is big, like. It's a package with a question mark on it. It says it could be beef. And then a guy going like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's terrible man uh, um all right before we get out of here uh, i know uh karen wants to do the closing statements and everything but i do have a question because a little bird a little birdie told me and by a little birdie i mean you told us before we started recording that you have a series coming up called from script to store would you tell the people about that please
2: so this is going to be a I want to say it's going to be a documentary where I'm going to go from writing a comic script and then having that, that book appear in a store. And we're going to go deep dive into the trials and tribulations, the blood, sweat, and tears that go into making a single issue of a comic book. And just showing that I don't have a magic wand and that not everything goes as planned. And I mean, we're going to, it's going to be something that's going to be very honest uh, between myself uh, Mark, uh, Luis does the colors and James does the letters on the things that that not only that uh, goes into the book, but the back and forth between the, us as we produce the book and how uh, sometimes we don't all agree on how things should go.
0: <laughs> now, is this going to be like a YouTube series, audio series? Uh, this, this, is, going to be? this
2: is going to be both on the newsletter uh, that I just started from Substack and it's going to be uh, on YouTube. So well, you can get Mark on there on YouTube but not on uh, with us, huh? <laughs> he is not going to appear on the show, but we're going to, I want to uh, show some of the emails that go back
0: and forth. I do have a couple more questions before we let you go, if you have the time. Sure. All right. So with you being with Second Sight now, um, how much are you involved in their day-to-day things? Or is it just you're writing your book and you're focused on just
2: that? I am a creator with Second Sight at the moment, i at um, the moment you know, there's always there's always those opportunities for things to expand in, the, in those areas but no i'm I'm not involved in a day-to-day um i am strictly a creator at the moment
0: okay. and i know you are like deep diving into the edge and you're focused on the edge but have you ever thought about doing other stories besides that
2: uh we are actually working on a sad story that involves a character. Uh, it's our Superman archetype. Uh, his name is Sigma. Uh, the, the problem is, is that he's been fighting supervillains for 20 years and he no longer can do it anymore. So he has PTSD. So mm-hmm. he, when he hears sirens or something, he starts to shake and he shuts down. So we're going to go into the mindset of what happens when a hero can't be a hero anymore. What kind and of research are you doing? I'm also on that? working on a uh, horror book uh, about werewolves.
0: Uh, for the Sigma series, what what kind of research are you doing with that? Like, are you doing interviews with anybody that has PTSD, or what are you doing on that?
2: Yeah, so, so I'm talking with a few people. I'm going to be talking to people from the military, some people, um, psych, uh psychologists, and things like that to get that baseline of what happens when a person retreats from life, because that, that that's pretty much what I, when you when you're dealing with PTSD or any kind of trauma or depression. Or, or things like that where you can no longer be part of the world because your, your mind won't allow it. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we was just trying to take something different away from, from someone who's been punching something for 20 years and it just becomes too much for him. It's like, I can't, I can't continue to do this harm that I'm doing. in this guy who has blood on his hands that he can't wash off. And there could be a situation where his, his presence causes more harm than
0: good. Right. I think that most superheroes probably would go through that after a while. I mean years and years of fighting and not really seeing change. Yes. At least the change that you would hope for. Right. I'm pretty sure right. most superheroes would at least come through and have some type of PTSD after a while.
2: And 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 that's that's where we would draw it from from those Superman mythos where it was always said that Superman was that beacon of light to the world and he was here to help us to become more like him. And we just, we can't do it. We can't achieve it. It's not going to happen. So how does it, how does that per, that character deal with that, that situation where I've come here to save you and help you and I'm doing all these things for you and you still want to be the people that you are. Well,
0: I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. All right. I got one more question then we'll let you go. Cause I know you're, you're a man of, of little time. <laughs> so um, besides your series, what other book that's non Marvel or DC are you into right
2: now, and why is it Ace Blade? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's both. It's it's Ace Blade It's your, <laughs> it's your book. I'm into um, like most of the indie books that I support and buy, and the guys that people are that I'm friends with on on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm into all those and all the indie books uh, like Father, Like Daughter, American Dream. Um, and, and the books like that. So, I mean, I, I am really happy that you guys are out here doing your thing. And I, like I said that in, in the background, in the indie network world, I'm doing my best to get your guys books in the hands of other people. So I just sent, I sent packs of book off to my buddy, Rod, the and he does a YouTube show where he does community shout outs and things like that. And um, have him send these books out to his community or, and I, or I'm going to, when I go to stores, i talk about, Hey, you guys got to check out this book. I know it's not in Diamond, but man, make sure that you get your hands on it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be a man of many talents and making sure that not only that I'm promoting my own book, but making sure that you guys' books and other people's books are getting into people's hands so they know they exist, because I understand that that Facebook algorithm is not going to do the things that we wanted to do. We appreciate that.
1: We appreciate yeah. that. Um, I had a great question in my head and then I just lost it but thankfully uh <laughs> we had this is why you write things down last <laughs> episode that's exactly why because I was oh I got it I was just thinking when you said that uh I get a lot of indie comic books into in last episode we were talking about how I was talking about how I don't get a chance to read as many comics yeah. um but Kyron put me on to some information he said hey just take them to the toilet with you when you sit down on the toilet read <laughs> a comic book <laughs> And then when you said that, it reminded me we should rename the show to "Reading Comics on the Toilet" or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, but it has helped me be able to actually sit down and do
0: two things at once. Yeah. So, we do like a, a weekly thing. Like, what comic did you read on the toilet? <laughs> 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 so, um,
2: yeah. yeah. I, so you, you, I, I am four to five years behind on 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 reading. So. Yeah, I don't I don't get that chance to read. And like you said, that sometimes when I take my modal my breaks, that I will take a book in there with me. If I don't take my you, phone. So it's I'm, either the phone
0: or some books. I'm not the only one that does it. I'm not the only one. All <laughs> All right, right. we
2: right. We're gonna start, we're gonna make this thing
1: go. Now listen, we're gonna make this thing happen. Reading books <laughs> on the comic is the reading comics. Reading comics. Then you, have, you have to have
2: like an image of a toilet coming up with a toilet paper roll and then a flushing sound. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and, you, and then when you come back live, then you're, you're holding the book that you were reading. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love all right, it. That, That's all Danny there. He's got a... <laughs> but you remember there was a, that episode of Seinfeld when they put that sticker on the book that says it was in the toilet. So now you can't give that book away. Mm,
1: that's true. That's true. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody wants
0: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, well,
0: this has been fun, Marvin. Um, I mean, yeah, we're always glad to have creators on with us and you know taking the time out of the day to talk to us because you know we we're nobodies well danny's somebody on tiktok but i'm a nobody <laughs> so um,
1: we're all oh. we're all trying to do the same thing here man I,
2: I guess that's the next thing i need to conquer is is the the world of tiktok that's i guess that's my my next Danny's going
0: to come out with a podcast along with this one and his uh short stories one about how to reach audiences on tiktok
2: Oh, Awesome. Awesome. But
0: it's only going to be videos on TikTok. It's going to be like a Q&A thing that he does on TikTok. So you got to follow him. You got to go to TikTok. That's the, that's you gotta,
2: the key. You got to go on TikTok to find out how to be you on gotta TikTok. You got to
1: follow me on TikTok to figure out how to get followers on
2: TikTok. That's I, I actually have to install the app. I don't even think I have that installed on my phone. Let me see.
1: You're probably the, the one of the only people in America who doesn't have TikTok
2: right now. I mean, I I i'm trying to expand my social media stuff but i'm i'm doing the the facebook the twitter and the instagram i don't know if i can do another one
1: yeah <laughs> i had to back up on um i had to back up on twitter yeah i'm trying to get better on twitter but um i usually just do facebook and tiktok now mm-hmm. and then instagram whenever like we got photos of stuff
2: yeah so i mean i'm going to be doing youtube doing a mm-hmm. newsletter and then I'll be on TikTok and whatever other thing that comes out next, because you know there's gonna be something else. So yeah, <laughs> I got to I got to budget my time though. Absolutely, gotta put budget in. Like I gotta I gotta do thirty <sighs> minutes of TikTok, an hour of Facebook, something like that. We'll see, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, and it, it is helpful. I mean, um, one one good thing is that you can reuse a lot of stuff. Like TikToks are are really short and compact, so you can put them on your Instagram or you can put them on your you know Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're more tech stuff, like when you do your newsletter, that might be better for, um, for, um, Twitter or for, yeah. you know, a blog post or something like that. So, um, it's good to be able to, to, you know, use stuff for multiple purposes.
2: Ex- expansion and escalation. That's what it's always going to be about.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, next time we have you on, I th- we'll, we'll try to talk some of the short few stuff. Cause I think we're, like I said, we were there for you know a little while at the same time um yeah. before you moved on and then you know recently short fuse shut shut down so um we'll talk I mean, about I, that I,
2: I, I think think if you um I think if you when you start recording let's let's talk about that for a minute
1: absolutely um well it was nice having you over man we we uh <laughs> glad to finally talk to you you know voice to voice face to face and um can't wait to have you back um can you tell people where to find you
2: Oh, so on Facebook, I am at The Edge. On Instagram, I am at The Edge Comic. On Twitter, I am at Marvin Wynn. Um, so just uh, to like on there. And I am usually all over YouTube uh, with the Jamor um, Cinema uh, and Roderick.
1: I think YouTube is the only place I, I didn't know that you had a YouTube series. So
0: that's that's the I'll be following you very shortly. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at TaurusComics.com. Um, on YouTube, it's also Taurus Comics, which I only post like a couple of videos there, me not really drawing. Um, but on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Taurus Comics and then Facebook.com slash Taurus Comics. And Twitch. Twitch is where Twitch is hopping right now. Twitch is, I, Kyron 49, but, you know, I only got a couple thousand followers there, so nothing to... Nothing uh, too only big. a couple of thousand. That's <laughs> so okay. That's lot, I, that's I got like four. That, I got like four,
1: four followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All
0: right, Danny. Where can we find you at?
1: Um, I'm at the Ace Blade on Instagram, Twitter, and um, the TikTok, and um, the website fourthwallpros.com.
0: And everybody. Well, thank you again, Marvin, for being a part of our show. Um, for Appreciate you know, it. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Uh, We really appreciate all your support. Um, Please, if you haven't already, please go on to whatever platform you're listening to this on. Like, share, give us a review. All those reviews help so much immensely, especially with Apple and their iTunes store. Um, Every review, especially the good ones, help our podcast get out to more listeners. So thank you again. And as always, you can check us out. Um, Go back and listen to old episodes at Fourtailspodcast.com. That's the number four, T A L E S, podcast.com. And hope you guys have a great day. Sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourself. Have a good day. Music provided by Quick Made It. That's Q U I X K M A D E I T. Find them on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter.